0: Welcome to the Oakland Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Associate Pastor Jeremy Barkley. It's our prayer that this message encourages you and strengthens you. For more information and for other resources, visit us at oaklandonline.org. Uh, incur as we go and travel through these seasons of life especially this season of the Advent. And so if you have your Bibles, I hope you have them uh, again. If you go up to Luke chapter 2, I do have a few scripture verses and some thoughts. And then a charge for our hearts, I pray, that you will receive uh, the same way that it has been received in my spirit for this day and this season. Hear the word of the Lord. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place under Quirinius, who was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. And when he went there to register with Mary. He was pledged to be married, he was pledged to be married to him. They were expecting a child. And while they were there, the time had come for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the gospel. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that the manger and the shepherds and these wise men Joseph and Mary, Lord. Lord, they're in the shadows and in the tomb of that in Calvary. And so, Father, we pray, Lord, that in these moments that we receive your word, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would fill the soil of our hearts. Lord, that we would make you the big thing today, that our eyes would be focused and our hearts would be fostered and positioned to receive what you have in store for us for the next 24 to 36 hours, but also the rest of this year and the rest of our lives. To glorify and all that we say to you bless yourself and bless us we pray in jesus name and all god's people said amen. Amen. amen galatians chapter four verses four through seven says this but when the set time had fully come when i talk about the set time fully coming that means when the preparation has ended god sent his Son, one of the woman born under the law to redeem those under the law that he might re- that we might receive Adoption to sonship because you are his sons. God sent his spirit, the spirit of his son, into our hearts. And the spirit calls out, Abba, Father. So we are no longer slaves, but we are God's children. And since you are a child of God, God has named you also in him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it says these words. However, it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no human mind has ever conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love him. I'm learning in my old age that preparation is typically twofold. The Lord is actively preparing us, me, for the things that he has prepared for us. So a lot of times the enemy loves to confuse me and break my heart and bring discouragement because he loves to tell me that I'm not ready. But a lot of times, it's not time yet. Or the things that he's preparing for me are not yet uh, ready for me to get there. I love one of our, uh, you know, I don't think it's part of our liturgy, but as we prepare for the Lord's Supper and communion, a lot of times you when know, Pastor Randy has consecrated the elements, uh, after he's put down his book, he'll look at the congregation and he'll say these words, everything has been prepared. Can I say that to us this morning, church? Everything has been prepared. Jesus Christ has come. Amen. Everything has been prepared. And so so that everything has been prepared. That means it is time to partake in his goodness. It's time to eat. You know, for many of us, especially the younger families, under the sound of my voice this morning, tonight is a big night. There has been a lot of work. Can I say amen. amen? A lot of preparation for this Christmas Eve. And for some, there's still a lot of preparation and work to come. There will be many visits, tables, trees, a lot of travel. There's a lot of exchanges and meetings that are going to happen in the next 24 to 36 hours. And expectation has been building for this great reveal that will be found under millions of trees tonight and tomorrow morning. For many, there is anxiety for parents but there's expectation and excitement for our children. If I take us back to Luke chapter two, as Mary and Joseph are making their way for an inconvenient road trip to Bethlehem, I wonder how much preparation and how many conversations and I wonder how much anxiety is bursting in the heart. Joseph is the son of David, and. He's being called home in Bethlehem, the land known for preparation. David's home. This is the shepherd's field, full of lambs that would eventually serve as uh, a place where the sacrificial lambs would be taken to the temple to be uh, for the atonement of the sins of the world. This is a prophetic place that's been forecasted that a Messiah would come from Bethlehem. And I'm sure that both of these parents are anxiously awaiting and making last-minute adjustments and preparations as they load up the donkey and make this, this uh, you know 30 to 40 mile trek from Nazareth up and down the hills of Israel to Bethlehem. Food and blankets and necessities are all being gathered. A lot of preparation, a lot of anxiety why all the work? why all the preparation because jesus is coming jesus is coming amen a son from a miraculous conception the messiah the anointed one the prince of peace the king of the jews the king of kings the lord of lords the redeemer of all the world the root of Jesse. jesus is coming and you know what my Bible says is that history is bound to repeat itself, isn't it? In fact, Jesus promised that it would. Jesus has come, and He will come again. He came once, full of grace and truth, and the Word became flesh. He came seeking and saving the law, fulfilling hundreds of prophecies, and He is coming again. The veil is thinning, Church. The road is narrowing. Can't you feel it? We pray these prayers every single week here at Oakland. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean when we say thy kingdom come? We were praying and we're petitioning heaven for this holy collision, this divine collision, where heaven comes to earth. And can I say that uh, in Luke chapter 2, it happened. God came to man and he put on flesh and he lived a perfect life and we know the story and we know the end and we know the beginning. But I want to just say to you this morning with all of my heart, Jesus is coming. Amen? Prepare you the way of the Lord. This isn't some cute Christmas season saying that we reference as believers. This is a prophetic declaration. It is a job description for every believer. It's a mandate. This is also our posture because as we make way for him, he makes room in us. That's who he is. As we prepare for him, he prepares us to receive everything that he has had in store for us from the foundation of the earth. You can't make this type of love story out, can you? He's that good. He's that good. And we absolutely need him. You can see it around us. You can see it on our scrolls and in our news feeds and in our conversations and in our marriages and in our homes and with our young people. Heaven is colliding yet again with the earth, and the, the gap is getting narrower and narrower and narrower. And what are we to do? We are to be about the Lord's business. Not only this day, but every day. I think of John the Baptist. Do we know what to saying? To prepare you the way of the Lord, full of the Spirit of God from his wounds. With the anointing and the mantle of Elijah and this mission and this ministry of reconciliation, Malachi chapter four tells us that the heart of the fathers will be returned to the son, that there will be a Messiah that will come in the good and the dreadful day of the Lord that will bring reconciliation with the Father. That's Jesus. How many of us need reconciliation this morning? Every single one. John the Baptist came and Jesus with his own mouth said there's been no one ever born of a woman like John the Baptist. What set him up? What set him apart? I believe that it was his priority. And I believe that today we can take from his priorities and his posture and his focus and we can make these next 24 to 36 hours something that we will never forget, and more importantly, something a day that will mark our children for eternity. There's these three full priorities as we prepare the way before. Number one, as I think of John the Baptist, he always prioritized the kingdom of culture. He always prioritized the kingdom. Over the culture. Can I just tell you this morning that we will be weird to the culture, but we will be loud to the king. When we prioritize, when we seek ye first the kingdom of God, when we make the preparation about the source and the substance of the Jesus, when we prioritize the kingdom, over our culture. And I can tell you that the day has come where Christians have become weird in the culture. And that's where you say, yes, let it be unto me, you know, Smith. Let it be unto me. If I'm weird to you, I'm loud to him. Amen? Because I'm putting the kingdom first. I'm putting the kingdom mm-hmm. as this. Start thread within my marriage and within my home, and within this day, Christmas Eve, 2023. We're going to try to work back kingdom. Number two is we do this. We make less of me, and that is over more for me. There is a time where each and every one of us will need to decrease so that he can increase. Parents, the temptation. Is for you to be a giver today, or someone else. Mm-hmm. Amen. Can I just encourage you today to decrease, so that much can be made of the name of Jesus? Point it back to Him, because every good and perfect gift comes from Him. Amen. Mm-hmm. John the Baptist. Saw that many of his disciples were confused on who was the messiah because he had such an anointed and gifted and powerful ministry that within himself he had this dialogue and this statement that i think should really be a embroidered, embroidered across our heart and saturated within the soil of who we are he said no nah, i got to be a so that he can increase I gotta get low. I gotta get under. I gotta get out of the way. We are not the source, and we certainly are not the supply. But we are the instrument. Amen? We are his instrument. Number three is this. We have a priority too, of giving and receiving over consuming and entitlement. I don't know about you. Morning, but I want to be in a line of the grace that I have freely received. Wouldn't that be a good, like, Christmas story? Because if I just got in line with everything and I just said, Yes, Lord, thank you. Here you go. Yes, Lord, thank you. Here you go. Yes, Lord, thank you. Here you go. And I don't hoard anything for myself. And I just freely give everything that I have already freely received. The blood of Jesus has been applied to my account. Now I get to go tell other people how to do the same. That's what Christmas is all about. A Messiah has come, Yeshua, the Redeemer, right? The the Deliverer of the world, He has come. And if we miss it, and if we miss it, we said the gap is getting thin, right? The veil is getting thinner, right? We we believe that the road is also getting narrower. It's not getting wider, it's getting narrower, it's getting harder. People need to receive this message today. And so how do we do this? How do we prepare ourselves, our hearts, our children, our families for the big events that we expect and have in faith to happen to encounter the next 24 to 36 hours? I believe it's this. We choose what is better. We have to choose what is better. I think in Luke chapter 10, there is this of characters, we're not talking about the Christmas story anymore, but the principle's still there. There's this guy named Lazarus and his two sisters named Mary and Martha, and we're just going to kind of break down their role within this text here. Martha is the the one who's making plans and preparations, and she's ensuring that everything that needs to happen will happen. If you're a Martha today, I want to see you raise your hand, right? Evan, raise your hand, right? Some of us are doing a little bit more than the other ones. We're making sure that everything that needs to take place takes place so that everyone is satisfied and that we're all happy at the end of the day. Right? There's some Martha that are in the room and then there are some Lazarus who are in the room as well. And those are the people who are like bystanders. They're like on the couch and they're just... Consuming everything and and they're kind of alone for the ride. You know, like last night we met with Heathers family. That was me and I was Lazarus. Right? I didn't really didn't do anything to get ready for it, but I sure partook of, a, of the blessing. Amen? That's what Lazarus does. And then there's Mary. And there's just something about Mary. You know, Mary, what Mary's do is they live in the encounter. You know, I just had my 45th birthday. I know I don't look that old. amen? So I say amen. Say amen. Right? And my wife came to me and she said, Jeremy, what do you want for your birthday? You're like impossible to buy for. You know what I told her? I said, I want an experience. I don't need another shoes, even though I love shoes. I don't need another jacket. I don't need something. I want and experience And as I was preparing this morning, I said, Lord, I want this thing for this Christmas. I don't need a dozen. I don't need something that's going to be under the tree. There's nothing under the tree. This morning, tonight or tomorrow morning, I'm just going to tell you, it's going to bring everlasting life. Amen. None of that is ever going to bring transformation. Right? I want an encounter. I want an experience. And we see here in Luke chapter 10, verses 38-42, through 42, for some of you, this is the freedom that you've been looking for this day, because it hasn't felt like Christmas for the last 30 days. But here's your word, it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on the way, they came to the village, where a woman named Martha had opened up her home to him, and she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the feet of Jesus, listening to everything that he had said. But verse 40, here it is here But Martha was distracted by all of the preparations that had to be made. See, we're still we're still like pre pre Christmas Eve, aren't we? We're right there, right? I mean, it's only almost eleven. Right? We we haven't gotten into all the festivities yet. There's still time to unplug from the distractions. And she just says that Martha, being Martha trying to bring a correction, looked at him, meaning Jesus, and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. But here's what the Lord said, Martha, Martha. Many theologians believe that any time in Scripture you see the Lord say the name of this individual twice in talking in covenant, in relationship, he says, Martha, Martha, you have been worried and upset over many how many of you are hearing that word right now you've been distracted and you've been worried and you've been upset over many many things but here's what jesus says here but few things are needed indeed there's only one Mary has chosen much better and it will not be prayer for each and every one of us. Our families, our church, and this season that we would ultimately find ourselves here this time with Jesus today. I don't care if it's a manger. I don't care if it's a cross. I don't care if it's a tomb. Just find Jesus and get love and get on your head. Come on now. And take your children with you. Heaven is colliding. With the earth. Mm-hmm. Colliding with the earth. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to miss it today or tomorrow or next week or certainly not next year. Yes, sir. finally be with Jesus rather than from or name or his love. He has prepared a place for us. A gift for us in every day. God, God forgive us. God forgive us. God forgive me. If we miss the gift that he has prepared for us, because we are too busy trying to fulfill our own agenda and make preparations for anything less than anything. So I can hear Jesus saying to us this morning, This is Pastor Randy was made us at the meeting, everything has been prepared today, not simply tomorrow. Mm. Everything's been prepared. Not just tomorrow. Celebrate. Father, we love you and we need you. Father, Lord, that we make preparation, I pray, Lord, that you would sow into our heart a desperation for more of who you are, Lord. I pray, Lord, that if there's families that have never read the nativity story to their children tonight. They would be able. To. I pray they would explain salvation. I pray that they would impart the kingdom to the next generation. Lord, we thank you for everyone under my voice, everyone that's online, that's watching. And Lord, as you go home from this place, Lord, and maybe even come back later tonight, Lord, make this year different. You have prepared a gift for us. Now it's time to receive. It's time to eat. It's time to sit at your feet. We love you. We thank you for you. Jesus Thanks for listening to this message from Oakland Church. For more information and for other resources, visit us at oaklandonline.org.